0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: We can end the climate wars. Rugged (laughs) up up top, tiny little booty shorts.
2: Oh, I sold a kidney to buy that jacket. I was riding a lot of fences. Hey, what's happening? How are we feeling? You're on the shake-up. I'm Dave Marchese. The end of the week, we love it. And we have had quite a big week if you're in New South Wales you're gearing up for an election over the weekend if you're not in New South Wales you don't give a shit and you don't you want to stop hearing about this election it's all good we're not talking about the election on the shake-up today so you don't have to worry about it because there's other stuff that's been happening this week and we need to get into it here's a taste
1: the Nazi salute will be banned in Victoria following disturbing scenes at weekend projects in Melbourne. So when Christina
0: asked me to be her maid of honour, I said, absolutely. Then I thought, oh shit, I gotta write a speech. There is a big world out there, bigger than prom, bigger than high school. On Triple J.
2: Yeah, the speech one in particular, if you've ever seen a car crash speech at a birthday, a wedding, a big event, and it's led to a bust-up with a mate or someone close to you. What happened? Can you let me know? Message in 0439 Hey, it wouldn't be a shake-up without a shake-up crew i cannot do this show alone you cannot do the shake-up solo it's not possible lucky i've got two of the best with us we're coming to you from Narm melbourne this week first may i just say the most glamorous (laughs) shake-up guest i think we've ever had you have to see it to believe it today's show reporter isa stashkovsky why are you dressed in black tie
0: I am dressed in black tie, um, just for you. No, I have it. I have an event this evening, and the only way I could do this was to come glammed up. So I look a little bit ridiculous. And going into the ABC studio, I had quite a few looks. Like all these people, like, are
2: you supposed to be here? But um yeah, we'll have to
0: get they're a photo like, later. Channel this nine, is
2: up the road. It's why not do you here? look like
0: that?
2: <laughs> it's funny because so, yes. people say like Channel Nine reporters, they're just like the rest of us. And then Issa walks into the building. I'm like, oh, not really. i <laughs> <actually, laughs> feeling very underdressed, and that voice you just heard there, our next Shake Up guest, also, sorry to be shallow, but another very good-looking person, very because good looking person. someone you might know from Instagram, from TikTok, strangely always popping up on my feed with investment in Vice now, which is very, very <laughs> funny. We won't get into that
1: con though. Finding the new niches yeah, every day.
2: Yeah, yeah, you sure are. Louis Hansen. how you been?
1: I'm doing well. I'm feeling slightly less glamorous next to Izzah, but it is a pleasure <laughs> to be here nonetheless. What a sexy way to spend a Friday afternoon. Okay, so
2: can I just say before? Well, I asked you both separately, obviously, to come on the show because you've both come on separately. And then once I'd booked you and told you to come on, is a message and was like, oh, I'm school friends with Louis. And I was like, how small is Melbourne? What's going on there? So tell the story. You've known each other for a long time.
0: We have known each other for a very, very long time. Like since we were, what, in year five or Year six? five. I think
1: yeah, year five, I would say. We went yeah. to school together. Wow.
0: So what a throwback. But yeah, Melbourne is teeny tiny. And can I say, I have just been watching you for the past few years and you are incredible. Everything you're doing is amazing. Oh, I love it. Oh, thanks so much. You're no, it's talking just, to me, aren't you? No, yes, oh, cool. yes, I am. Although we didn't go to year five together. I mean, maybe, but I just don't remember.
1: <laughs> the feelings cute. are mutual. What a love fest this is. Okay,
2: it, well, we're, it's a love fest. we're getting on too well for a shake-up group. <laughs> exactly. We need some division. We need different opinions. All right, let's dive straight in.
1: Neo Nazis repeatedly performed the salute at an anti-transgender rally, sparking violent clashes as police kept counter-protesters at bay. On Triple J.
2: Yeah, look big tone change here. There have been some really, really disturbing scenes across Australia this week. It started with an anti-trans rally last weekend in Melbourne where people were giving the Nazi salute. You would have seen that. And it's prompted a big political discussion about banning that gesture. Not just in the states, in the federal parliament as well. We saw a big discussion today in parliament. Some states are already moving to do it. Again, more warnings that far-right extremism is a problem. So what are we going to about it.
1: Ah. 30 mostly masked men clad in black in an odious display performed the Nazi salute on Parliament steps. It's certainly a virulent threat. I mean, these guys absolutely breed hatred. This is a disgusting ideology responsible for the deaths of millions of people. Pauline Hanson has opened the door for Moira Deeming to join One Nation.
0: The hurt that this is causing the trans and gender diverse community is
2: indescribable.
1: Free speech doesn't include hate speech.
0: On Triple J.
2: Yeah, look, some vile stuff we've seen in Australia this week. If you're in the trans community, how's it been watching all this play out? Remember, there is support there if you need it. You can reach out and we'll have some details about that in a minute and you know in general are you surprised things like the nazi salute aren't banned already i'm interested to hear your opinions on this one let me know 43975755 we we'll get into it with the shake-up crew we've got today's show reporter isa sashkovsky and writer presenter Louis hansen Iza, i imagine you've been covering the mm. fallout to all this in melbourne how's it been
0: well, it's really disturbing, isn't it, to see those scenes that outside of Parliament, you know, there's, first of all, there's the anti trans rally. And then on top of that, you have these uh, people, this group coming in and they are performing that Nazi salute. The complicated thing in Victoria is that last year the swastika was banned. So that now carries, you know, it's illegal. So there's action that you can take against it. The salute isn't. So there's a lot of conversation as well about the police and how they reacted uh, in that moment. And it's, it is hateful. It is hateful speech. And we are seeing more and more of that kind of thing in Victoria. Unfortunately, you've got Thomas Sewell and other kind of people in this movement. And I think it is really shocking for people um, in Victoria that these are people who have jobs, who have friends and families, and they're neo-Nazis.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, we've been hearing about it in other states as well. We saw rallies and protests happen in different parts of the country. Louis, what do you think? Like when you saw all of this playing out in your city, how did it make you feel?
1: Oh it's-, it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. You know, as as a queer person myself, I've spent years almost cultivating this bubble of acceptance around myself, you know, surrounding myself with beautiful people to the point where, you know, sometimes you can almost forget mm. <laughs> that this bigotry and this hatred exists out there. Um so you see these headlines and it it's shocking, but you know, at some point you have to face the music. It is the reality. It's mm. it's everywhere
2: is that we've got that Victorian MP, uh, Moira Deeming, Mm. who was at the Melbourne rally. There are calls for her to be expelled from the party. That's going to be decided next week at a caucus meeting. Is this something that seems to be really uniting, uh, dividing, sorry, um, liberals in Victoria? Like, is there a lot of discussion about this at a political level?
0: Yeah, there certainly is because, you know, what do you do? They're saying um, that she is affiliating with people who are are friendly and sympathising with these neo Nazi people as well as, you know, being friendly with people who are against trans people. Uh, She's hit back and kind of said that that's not the case, that the rally was called uh, Let Women Speak and it was about women's rights. But I think that becomes quite difficult and I think the Liberal Party is trying to make this stand and say we don't uh, agree with that. That's not our views and values and I think, I have to say, I think most Victorians, most Victorians would agree with that. It's not how most people feel and I think that's why it is shocking and disturbing to find that there are members of the community that feel that way.
2: Got some messages coming through. Somebody says as a trans woman, I didn't think things could get worse after the Catherine mm. Deve statement mm. during the election campaign but it clearly has. Look, a lot of messages coming through about this one. Someone saying we need to make these acts, these uh, gestures, uh, you know, I get, we need to criminalise it. And mm. a lot of people would be surprised that the Nazi salute maybe is it's not against the law to do that. Does that
1: surprise you, Louis? yeah it does um and you know you you hear about these moves that are being made over you know over the past week um you know um by by the government to to ban the gesture and you think okay well that that's amazing um but I think that you know there are there are more layers to this conversation as well. I mean, you know, uh, the way that the police acted mm-hmm. um, yeah, for during Because there's a the lot rally. of
2: discussion about that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah.
0: There is. And I think speaking to members of the trans community who know people who were um, kind of in that group who were opposing that initial rally, mm. they were quite upset with how the police were acting. And there are some articles today even suggesting that the police really, really did the wrong thing there and that could be investigated and have some repercussions. But back to that point, I think the complicated thing with these gestures and salutes and things like that, like that is we need to understand them and talk about them so that you can have that education, that history, especially for younger generations, so they can be aware of how horrible that time in history was. But then if you do criminalise it, you can take action against people because that group can stand there and legally do a Nazi salute in front of
2: people, which is so hurtful and so hateful. We've got more messages coming through. Someone says, if we want freedom of speech, we need to ex- um, accept that there are extreme views on either side of the argument. Whilst it's not nice, they are right to have their opinions, that's somebody's opinion there. Another person says, while it's certainly not something people should be doing in the first place, I don't see a ban achieving much because hateful people will always find new ways to hate. That's definitely a concern that some people have put forward saying, look, if we ban this gesture, maybe another gesture is going to be appropriated and become the new symbol that people in the alt-right are using. Mm. We spoke to an expert on hack earlier this week and he said, look, of course, there's just the the number of symbols out there is just countless, but that won't happen because this particular one is so powerful. Nothing's going to have the same impact as that. And it's recognisable around the world. Some countries have made moves to ban it. Do you think, Isa, that we need to be having more of a discussion about this at a national level? Or, like, we're seeing lots of states talk about Mm. it now. Do you think that nationally we should be seeing more of a discussion?
0: Well, I think it would make sense to have a national approach, right? Like, I think we're all Australian and we can all agree it is hateful. And while I think that we need to know what it is and still teach it and, you know, for that kind of freedom of speech to understand what it is, but when you do ban something and criminalise it, you can deter people from doing it. you can find people, you can take that further action to deter them from doing that. And I think that's an important aspect. So I, I don't think that banning it would do nothing. I think it could make some significant change, especially as you say, that that is an important gesture for that
2: particular group. Yesterday, we saw Independent Senator Lydia Thorpe wrestled to the ground by police after trying to disrupt a rally in Canberra. The Attorney General, this is the Federal Attorney General, he says he wants more info on this. Then we heard from the Indigenous Affairs Minister, Linda Burney, and she said that that treatment was disturbing and concerning. Like, there's, there's a, a, a lot happening, right? Like, every mm-hmm. day, it seems like there's another rally, another protest. How does it make you feel, Louis, like when you see all this, like are are you reading the news thinking, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, and it can be quite um, a detriment to to one's mental health, constantly reading those headlines, um, let alone, you know, the trans and gender diverse community. Just waking up every day and seeing those headlines is so disheartening. So I also understand the need to almost put the phone down sometimes To log off and to just exist because sometimes getting caught up in all of the headlines is so overwhelming. Yeah, to think that that is our reality is is just mind-boggling.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is like I cover this hectic news every day. Like it is overwhelming, isn't it? Sometimes, and you're like, gosh, it's it's all happening.
0: That's why I swim in silence. So I run in silence, or just go to the beach and just not talk to anyone. For yeah, a few hours.
2: it makes sense. And hey, look, if it has been a hard week for you, if you're uh, you know a member of the trans community or just generally, remember, if you need support, you can always get support. Lifelines there, thirteen. 1114. There's also QLife on 1800 184527. They've got chat services you can use as well. Got more messages coming through. Someone says, look, I've seen a lot of commentary about encroaching on freedom of speech, you know, with banning the Nazi salute. Frankly, it disgusts me that people would try and justify, um, you know, not doing that. So look, there's so many opinions out here. We'll be hearing a lot more about this as it continues to be discussed at a state level, but at a federal level too. Time to move on. Hack! How bad was that? Well, I'm not like that anymore. Is
1: this okay? I'm really sorry. On Triple J.
2: Don't you just love speeches at parties? Love them. (laughs) Someone picks up a crappy microphone, usually me, actually, starts laying into their best mate. The speeches can be really entertaining. Sometimes. Sometimes. But as we heard this week, they can also go horribly wrong. A few seconds of laughs can lead to a few years of broken friendship.
0: Hack. So when Christina asked me to be her maid of honor, I said absolutely. Then I thought, oh shit, I gotta write a speech. I always thought I see would end up being a lady's short
1: As we know, Nathan is a classic prankster. From insulting the homeless to his casual racism, he always finds ways to make us laugh. I'll do a speech for my buzzy-wezzy. My brother's a dude. Apparently I need to get the groom to the church on time, tip. And I need to have sex with a bridesmaid.
0: On Triple J.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, some bad speeches out there. Plenty more that we couldn't air on this radio show. We heard one person's story on Hack yesterday, how their friend read out a letter that she'd written as a teenager at her milestone birthday, thought it would be really funny. Unfortunately, the letter was filled with horrible stuff that she had written as a teenager, obviously changed a lot as a person in the years since that. Humiliated her in front of all her loved ones, all her new friends that kind of were really surprised. Had a huge impact on the friendship and took years to recover it. Has this happened to you? Have you ever lost a friend over a speech? Maybe not that specific, obviously, but like, you know, you've, someone said something, or maybe you've given the speech and as you've been giving it, you've thought, this is not hitting. This is not hitting at all. What's the worst speech you've ever heard? Not the most boring, because we all know they're horrible, boring speeches. I'm talking about the most controversial one, the made the one that made you want to just go up there and grab the mic and turn it off. You can call in one 36, message in 043975755. I know you've got stories. Please let me know you got them. We've got a couple of expert speech makers with us now: writer, performer Louis Hansen. Today's show reporter is a now, listen, as we found out, you two knew each other at school. Mm-hmm. So you could probably embarrass each other at a big event, I would think.
0: Oh, I wonder if we could.
2: You reckon you could make a speech that would cancel Louis? <laughs> I,
0: well, you know what? I was actually saying to someone before, I remember being in like year five or six or something and being like... Oh, he's really funny. And I was definitely jealous about it. I remember you were like hilarious and just creative. And I was like,
2: mm. okay, we'll hold that for the next segment <laughs> when we talk about going back to school. We're talking about speeches now, is
1: I remember us going. Um, against each other for class captain.
0: Oh,
2: my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but I but I never received class captain. Um, okay,
2: again, so another memory spot. that's clearly <laughs> stuck with Louis for some, you know, weird reason. We'll be digging into that in a few minutes' time. On the speeches, though, I don't know.
1: What do you reckon, Louis? Surely you're a master speechmaker. Look, I pride myself on giving a good speech, but I, I think the, the magic of a good speech is it being short, and sharp to the point, packs a couple laughs, but you keep it pushing. Um, I've also, I'm not sure about you, Isa, but I've only been to like maybe two or three weddings and I've been able to avoid some nightmare speeches. (laughs) My brother, side note, had his 30th last year and he banned speeches um, in in its entirety. He he said no speeches. Why did he do that? He just felt as though a speech would probably break the flow of the vibe. Oh, okay. So I get he, it. His get was it.
2: less about anxiety of someone saying something horrible about him. He was just like, I think speech is boring and everyone's there to party. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Issa, what about you, big speech maker?
0: Well, I don't mind public speaking, but I agree Short, sharp, maybe even a little bit sentimental, get a few tears in there. But looking back, like I mean, I have seen some doozies. Like I feel like in your early 20s, you know, you go to a boy's 21st and they start saying stuff and you're like, oh, my Lord, don't say that. Yeah. I recently went to a 40th, actually. I don't know if I should be saying this, but at the 40th.
2: <laughs> oh, it's too late to back out now, unfortunately.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, I met the dad and this was up in Queensland and dad um, and I got along really well and the dad did his speech um, and I went downstairs because I was avoiding the speeches. I made friends with some girls in the bathroom. They were like 18 out for the first time. I was helping them with their makeup. I didn't realise Dad was upstairs and he opened his speech being like, it was so nice to meet Isa tonight. Oh. We just became like, he was one of those older men, do you know what I mean? Oh, mm. right.
2: Saucy okay. old man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very lovely. But-
2: <laughs> You're like, no, I'm glad I wasn't, you know, hearing all of that in its entirety. Um, some messages coming through. Someone said, had a friend who gave a speech to the 21st who they met that day. It went great. So that's oh. being thrown right in the deep I hands. love that. That's okay. kind of nice. Um, my dad spoke at at my wedding and said it was nice to see me doing okay after all the money he'd spent on me my whole life. Um, yeah, I could see how you might take that the wrong way, but also... To, Thanks, Dad. You no, know, that's a typical Dad <laughs> thing, surely. Someone else says, I remember my younger cousin's 21st. They were There were speeches talking about her having sex in weird places no. and passing out in random spots. My grandpa couldn't hear <laughs> and Mum kept reassuring him that he wouldn't want to hear anyway. Someone else, <laughs> my father called my wife a Lady of the night during his wedding speech. Did he know what it meant? I don't know. Someone (laughs) else. Lol, when the best man says he's slayed a few dragons to get to his princess. Not the right forum. He's still my brother-in-law. Don't know what happened to his mate. That was from Anonymous. And another person says, I contributed to a man of honors speech at my BFF's wedding with a funny story about a trip to Peru. The BFF gave me a total te- death stare mm-hmm. and later just lost it at me because of the groom's family still thinking she was a good girl.
1: Whoa. Oh. There, are, there are a lot of stories in there. That one story yeah. about... Um, the speech at the younger cousins 21st has unlocked a <laughs> core memory within me. Oh, cool memory I was go. the one that delivered a speech at my younger cousins 21st. Oh. Was very drunk. Lots of cruises had been uh, consumed. <laughs> and I accidentally revealed that my cousin had lost his virginity in the middle of a football oval. Oh. And my entire was family was Prince there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, is- and, and my entire family was shocked. It was unexpected. And so I did have to have a conversation with my cousin. My cousin lives with me now. We're best friends. Okay, lucky. Um, but we occasionally go back to that night. Um, I did reveal too much. Oh. Was he upset at you? I think he just didn't think that I would be that transparent. (laughs) But once you've had a few drinks, you know, the truth comes out. It's weird, oh. don't you think, though, the way
2: that we have it in us built in at a big event when you're asked to do something as yeah. gracious as make a speech or whatever, we have to tear that person down and humiliate them on oh. one of the most important. There's always, surely, if you're having a big party or if it's a wedding or whatever engagement and someone gets up to make a speech about you, there is always an underlying level of anxiety that exists, like what is coming, right? Come like, <laughs> fleetly.
0: Is this an Australian thing, though? Like, are we just taking the piss?
2: I was wondering, though. I was actually about to ask you when you asked oh. me, is but is it an Australian <laughs> thing? I don't know. Overseas, do they do this? Or are they a lot nicer about how things play out at, at big events.
0: My family's Eastern European. I feel like at big events is just vodka. <laughs> 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 so
1: also no
2: leads to some broken friendships, I'm sure. Um, yeah, Alice's story yesterday that we heard was interesting because it wasn't just about what was in the speech and at that moment it was about the fallout with the friendship, right, and how it mm-hmm. took years to repair it and how at first they didn't really address it um, and then later they did. It was just kind of all a bit of a mess. What do you do if like a mate's overstepped the mark? Should you tell them straight away or should you just for something like this, Louis, do you just cop it and move on and go, look, they didn't, the intention was not bad.
1: We're all good. I think there is an element of creative license involved. (laughs) Um, You have to commend the person for getting up there and delivering a speech. And you know, part of me, if this happened to me and I was on the receiving end, I would just think, look, you know what? They're just probably nervous. As you were saying, Dave, you know, you get caught up in the moment. You feel like you have Mm. to perform. And I think it is part of our culture to kind of, you know, take the piss and tear each other down a bit. So I would just let bygones be bygones and have another drink. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. That's really diplomatic.
0: I think you should talk about it. Like, I think maybe check in beforehand. And if something upset you, I think it's always better to kind of go, hey, I didn't love that.
2: But then yeah, have another drink. Move on. Move on. Why you didn't get school captain? I know. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> why. Have another school drink. Captain. <laughs> Do you think it's something weird about, like, when people... Because some people react differently, obviously, in these situations if a speech is made about them. But do you think... You know, at those big events, there's also... Well, for some people, the pressure of bringing together all the different groups. Like, you might yes. have your school friends, your work friends, family. They're all together. And then you feel like maybe those different parts shouldn't know each other or di- shouldn't know different parts of you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want maybe your work friends to know what you were like on a Kentucky tour <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 21. (laughs) <laughs> you think that plays into it, is that? Like
0: mm. Yeah, I think it does. And it's always it is hard when you do something like that. It's nice when it all blends and everyone gets along, but sometimes you've got that initial awkwardness. So, but you know what? It could go either way. You could do that speech and maybe someone from your work like your boss might love that you went on a weird Kentucky tour at 21 and got a
2: bit wild. That's true. Promotion. Well, here's <laughs> a story about a speech and our crazy times. Someone says at a friend's wedding, the best man gave a detailed account of all the groom's conquests during their joint European holiday. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, the holiday was just after the engagement. <gasps> the bride, her bridesmaid, and the mother were all in tears. The couple are still together. Nah. Absolutely not. Oof. Best man no longer friends though. Interesting. Don't okay. can the
0: best man, can the guy? Yeah,
2: that's crazy. Another person says, "Dad did a speech. That was a, that was rogue. Sorry, I was trying to warn you. That's but a salacious I gossip. Know, but it's <laughs> it's the shake up. It's not hack proper. It's the shake up, so we can do it. Someone said, did, uh Dad um, gave a speech at my wedding and told the story of when I was in year four and that I pissed on a classmate in the bathroom? <laughs> He'd.'" <laughs> peed on me so I returned it but seriously at my wedding not appropriate <laughs> no probably not appropriate at all thanks dad oh gosh <laughs> look um there's there's so many different comments I want to go to someone on the line right now we've got Laura Laura what's your experience
0: <laughs> mate it starts for the win today I think it's just something Adam. them yes um my my wonderful dad for my twenty first. Um, I'm the only redhead in my entire family, oh, so he decided to too. dye. Oh, <laughs> twin! Um, so he decided to dye his very black hair and moustache bright orange, um, <laughs> and then made <laughs> made a PowerPoint um, oh. with orangutans describing what? how oh. it's so good that um, I can now be like. He just make me feel
1: more part of the family. Oh, for Dad. Thanks, Thanks, Dad.
2: Effort. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> let's give him a couple of points for effort and then rip those points away for being a bit annoying and cringe. There we go. Time to move on. <laughs> Hack. Me and the boys had some great memories. Like, it was really fun. I wish I could go back. On Triple J. OK, so this story, I had all kinds of emotions, right? You might have heard this. A 29-year-old woman pretended to be a high school student She used fake documents to enrol in a New Jersey high school, so in the US. She's faced court this week and pleaded not guilty to this false document charge. Because she says she didn't mean any harm, she really just missed school and the friends that she had at school. It's a wild story. The plot of a movie, several, actually, in the past. Would you ever want to go back to school? Not necessarily because you liked it. Maybe you hated school, you want to redo. What's the one thing you'd do differently? Let me know, 0439757555. We're going to ask the Shake Up crew. We've got Iza, we've got Louie. Izza, strange case, right?
0: Oh, the wildest story. Really, really rogue. But, you know, you, you do think about it because you go... Would I want to go back to school? Firstly, I don't think I could pass as a school student right now, but I would like to take some aspects like no hangovers when you drink, you can eat anything, like no like problems with metabolism, no issues. How much were you homework? drinking in
2: school? Or quite a bit? Or well, no? I actually, <laughs> did move schools and I did end up at a girls' school, so it
0: was bit, it was yeah, it was a, it was a wild old. time. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I I loved. I really, I had a good experience at school. I I enjoyed it. But I remember in year 12, clearly thinking like, I am
2: so ready to leave and close this chapter and move forward. Interesting. Louis, when you left school, was there any part of you that was kind of like, oh, I really am going to struggle to let go of this, you know, format that I'm in, how it's so structured or just having so many friends around you every day, all the time? Absolutely not. I <laughs>
1: ran when I tell you I ran. <laughs> I like Quite school. Fast. School was school was fine for me. Like you know, it was it was it was a good school. But um, I was just it was just this one annoying girl yeah. My name was
2: Izza. Yeah. Izza. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The guys. reason why I didn't get class captain.
1: <laughs> but no, like at the time, I just I was. I mean, like side note, severely closeted. So there was that. Okay, just that facing so many like totally. teenage like you know emotions that just needed to erupt. Um, And I feel like school's tough because, look, you don't really know yourself, do you? And you kind of crave that independence and that freedom. So I ran.
2: Well, a few people (laughs) on the text line also ran, but someone here said, hated high school with a passion. Never, ever, ever would I want to go back? Um, <laughs> as some, We've got a high school teacher who said, I'm a high school teacher and there's no way I would ever want to go back. That was from Tim. I love that. Yeah, but I don't do know. in a high
0: school, so you kind of are
2: back. It's, oh, sorry, Timbo. No. You're already there. <laughs> Is there anything that you change, Izzo, if you tried to do it again? Oh,
0: no, because I don't want to go back. and No, like, I can't no. even deal with that what would I change? I don't know. But it's hard because like when you're that age, you're trying to experiment, figure yourself out. Like maybe you would want to give yourself some life lessons or say it's all okay or keep going or whatever, but maybe you need to go through that. I don't know. I just, I don't really, yeah. I I was definitely happy to go closed door, independence and meet maybe different people as well. I think that's exciting about leaving school and kind of whether you go to uni or TAFE or you travel or something, but it's just a completely different experience.
2: It definitely throws you into a different dimension in terms of meeting new people mm. um, like you're just forced to, right? You're not relying on the uh, on the people that you have for many, many years. Look, I wish we could go on and on and on and on. But unfortunately, we can't because that's the end of the show. <laughs> Damn. How are we feeling?
0: Well, guys, I've got an awards night to go to, so I'm feeling great. Yeah, I've had a lovely afternoon right. with you Has this pumped
2: both? you up? Ready for the black tie event?
0: It absolutely have. And as you said at the start of the show, sexy way to spend a Friday oh, afternoon. So- oh,
1: what a beautiful praise for you, that before the awards show.
2: Oh, that's gosh, lovely. We're so glad this that we could just best. be your hype crew. That's all we are these days, Thanks, Louis. Um, but honestly, <laughs> glam.com.au forward slash elegant AF. And- Thank and you. that was Is Stashkovsky. <laughs> and also the same for Louie Hanson. Slash, just you. happy to be here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, more
0: gla- maybe even more.
2: Could be. Big thanks to the hardworking hack team as well. Executive <laughs> producer Claire Bloomer. Radio producer Claudia Hurst, Also to Kimberly Price, who's he- helped out enormously today. Thank you, Kim. I'll catch you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Hack, hack. hack.
0: on Triple Jack.